Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Welcome to the Empowered by Design podcast. I am thrilled for this episode for our very, very first episode of the Love Story segment. I am so excited, so thrilled to introduce to you my parents, Margie and Charlie DeBoer, who are the originators of love in my life. When this came to me, this idea, tell love stories. People want to hear about love, but they want to hear it real. You know, like people want to hear, yes, there's hope and there's faith in love. um, And it's not all just like sunshine and butterflies all the time, right? We have to make relationships work. And so, of course, part of me was like, oh, I have to. I have to share my love story. Sharing my love story starts way before chat. Yeah, with you too. Um, and so like sharing yours is so exciting to me. Welcome to the podcast, Empowered by Design. I am your host, Dr. Liz, a hopeful romantic mom of two beautiful souls and partner to the love of my life. As a licensed psychologist, I love helping people heal, grow, and shine. I am a love and relationship specialist and owner of Visionistas by Design Wellness Boutique, where we lead with love and empower you to fly. This podcast delivers inspirational stories, conversations, and lessons on the power of tuning in body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, following your intuition, seeing the signs, and listening to the whispers from angels to pursue your dreams in life, work, and love with intentional vision. Share the love, spread the power, Dream, design, deliver. Welcome to the Empowered by Design podcast. I am thrilled for this episode. It has been a long time coming before I even knew it was coming, but we are here today for our very, very first episode of the Love Story segment. I am so excited, so thrilled. This is a new segment that we are introducing for season four. If you haven't listened to episode 78 or 79, go back and listen to those to hear more about where this comes from. But I am thrilled to introduce to you my parents, Margie and Charlie DeBoer, who are the originators of love in my life. So it's very special for me to introduce them to you. Um, As promised, you heard a few episodes ago, way back in the spring, I talked about my dad. I talked about a story from my wedding, and I promised you that Charlie DeBoer would be on the podcast one day. You heard um, from my mom in our episode that we talked about helping survivors of breast cancer. I'm thrilled to have them here live with you today. Welcome. Welcome, mom and dad. Hello. 
Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Um, so as you know, love stories is so exciting for me. And I asked Chad, <laughs> my husband, to come on and he's still thinking about it. So keep sending those positive vibes out into the universe for him to come. And as that was happening, we were on vacation together, um, all of us. And I was it was so much fun to just kind of wake up in the morning and talk about dreams we had the night before. We would chat before going to bed. And one of the mornings I came out into the kitchen <laughs> and said, I want you two to be on the love story segment and told about my dream. And did we laugh? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you laughed. Dad was, you asked me about the dream, which was me. So it was me diving through the ocean. Remember this dream that I told you about? I was diving through the ocean, looking for something, looking for something. And, um, and it was, oh, and it was my blue journal on a rock at the bottom of the ocean. And when I went to grab it, it was gone. And it was like, oh, the answer is not here. And I remember coming back up to the surface. And then I was in the kitchen of our vacation home. And dad was at the fridge with the door open, like, hey, what do you need? And I said, I need you to come on my podcast. <laughs> That's what I said. Oh. Well, here, here we, are. we are. Yes, here we are. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. And I appreciate you as my biggest supporters. Um, and thank you. Thank you for coming and, and doing this thank with you. me. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is your love story. And I just welcome you to be as real and authentic as you can be. And um, we'll go from there. So I told you a little bit about basically the, the main points that I wanted to talk about on this episode to share love stories here on Empowered by Design podcast is just first to tell us a little bit about who you are, what's going on in your life right now, um, what you spend your time doing. Just tell us a little bit about yourselves. You want to go first? No, okay. All right. I'll go first. Okay. Um, so where we are is we're both semi-retired. We are retired from our full-time jobs. And we um, don't want to be bored. So we are both driving school bus during the school year, which means we have the summers off. And we're both having a blast with that. Me more than dad. <laughs> I love driving more than he does. But um, we are enjoying having our summers off and just doing nothing. Although dad's working a lot at um, his mom's farm. And uh, we just are the two of us hanging out together during the day and hoping to see all the kids and grandkids during the week. Um, go ahead. You see. Yeah, it's, uh, we're in a semi-retired mode. Um, I don't know. The dust seems like it's starting to settle so that we kind of understand more what that looks like. Um, yeah, we work 
uh, part-time. Um, we um, dream more about where we want a vacation. Uh, we go, we go with you. Uh, we go with our family. They take us places mm-hmm. and we go to places on our own. Um, we have a, our schedule's getting more full for the year to come. Um, with vacations. Have, yeah, with vacations. Um, and uh, yeah, we're financially established and uh, we're comfortable. We're not millionaires, but we're comfortable and um, and enjoy our, our family. Yeah, I love that. Yes. And, and just by talking about that, the, the very few things that pop out of your values are family, right? Number one, and um, travel, fun, travel, vacation, balancing, really, really balancing what you said, like we're semi-retired, but we don't want to be bored. So balancing a little bit of work with more fun, more time for fun than maybe you had, th- you know, throughout earlier years in your yeah. life. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. And yeah. for the for the crowd, I know, but for the crowd who's listening, how many grandchildren, how many children? And tell us a little bit about that. Okay, I can answer that. <laughs> Four children, Elizabeth, Luke, Seth, and Jacob, who are all happily married. We have Chad, Aaron, Amy, and Aaron added to the family in that order of spouses. Old spouses from oldest to youngest child. And we have 14 grandchildren, Joshua, Emma, Jackson, Mariah, Isabel, Sophia, Michael, Amelia, Cecilia, Jonah, Pate, Clara, Camden, and Luca. Wow. From ages 19 down to three and a half, almost four years old. I'm impressed that you did, you rattled those off like that. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's in birth order. Yeah. Okay. That's why when you started, I was like, are you going to do family or you did it right through? Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, And Cammie instead of Camden. That was the little. Okay. Okay. Yes. Cammie, we call her Cammie. Yeah. And family is important and, um, And we are very, very fortunate to have a a very close-knit relationship family, close-knit relationship, and also geographically. We're we get 35 mile radius. That was a big thing. Okay. Say that. Tell us that. Tell you that? Yeah. You want me to expand on that? Yeah, go ahead. The joke always was. that I wanted my children to live within 35 miles of me so that I could see them often. So whenever anyone met someone, they had to be somewhere in the 35 mile radius so that I would know that they lived close to me. And the only one that, that um, almost got too far was Jacob and Aaron, seeing that Aaron's from York. And I told Jacob right off the bat, that's out of the 35 mile radius. <laughs> but luckily for us, they settled on our side of York. Sorry, <laughs> Mary Lynn and Kevin. But, uh, <laughs> we're happy to have them all in our 35 mile radius. Yeah. yeah. And we see everybody weekly, which yeah. is awesome. 
It is. Not so all not all grandparents get to see their grandchildren as often as we do. So we're very thankful for that. Yeah. And we're thankful parents as you're very involved and it's never a burden when when we ask for help of can you run and pick them up here or watch them. Um, you love it. You welcome it. And so we're very fortunate and lucky about that. Yeah. So, all right, we're moving back, 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 back as far as you can remember. And you're, we're going to talk about how you met, fell in love. I want to hear dad's side first. Okay, dad, you're up. Okay. Um, it was at a Bible camp in the, French Creek State Park up in Pennsylvania, um, probably a half hour north of Philadelphia, 45 minutes north. Um, and I was, uh, it was a Sunday and I was, uh, my cousin had drove our station wagon up to camp and locked the keys in the car. Mm. And so it was a Sunday afternoon after the worship service and we were trying to somehow figure out a way to break into the car or start it and Margie had come up to visit with her family um, her twin sister her brother Ed drove drove up and had some friends with her maybe a cousin as well and I saw them and I saw her walking into what we call the mess hall, the main uh, building where everything happens attached to the kitchen. And as she was walking, I said hello to her just before she walked in, uh, as what I can remember. And, um, and that was the start of it. Hmm. And uh, that day was kind of special because things kind of happened probably quicker than normal. Um, we started, I felt like um, an hour later or so when we had the opportunity, we started to get to know each other a little bit. And um, by the walk to walk to a lake with a group of people um, sat kind of close to each other, kind of flirting maybe with each other to see if we were looking at each other. Um, and by uh, by the evening, the, the there was a service, uh, uh, an evening service that I think I she was behind me, and I was in front of her, and I kept turning around just to make eye contact, just to see if she was looking at me, and just about every time she was. Um, <laughs> this is where it got even a little faster. Um, <laughs> When they were leaving, probably 9, 9.30 or so, um, I walked her out of the mess hall, um, talking with her, and her family was in the car, and everybody was in the car except Margie, and I, we were standing by a tree, and we were facing each other, and we were, we were exchanging our goodbyes, and a girl that I met, what? Eight hours ago, I kissed her goodbye, mm. and um, that 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 was this that was the start. 
you want to hear my side? <laughs> I do. I do. But first, okay. can you talk, tell us as you're telling the story, I know I'm having reaction. Tell me, and I can see, cause I'm watching you. We're doing this via zoom. Tell me emotions or things that are happening in your body say out loud, both of you, as you listen and go back to that, that story. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Thoughts, um, emotions. Okay. Um, we were, I was excited. Hearing I mean, it, hearing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can vividly remember that day and. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was talking to you just now, reminiscing back to when we first met, I can, I can still see her. Mm. What was I wearing? Do you remember? <laughs> Walking up the steps into the mess hall. I can still see us all sitting at the, at the, uh, the, it was like a little dam where the lake was because water, it was a reservoir where water ran out and we were on like a stone slope dam and we were all kind of like sitting on, so I can still see her where she sat and where I was sitting. Um, I can I saw her in the service and yeah, as the day went on, I think emotionally, I didn't, I mean, I didn't do my checks and balances while it was happening, but as I think about it now, I was getting more and more interested and it was kind of a special, didn't, didn't realize I would marry her, but it was like, a, it would, it went further than just the casual um, acquaintance that, I would, when I would meet someone, this, this turned into something special fast. Yeah. And um, definitely, um, you know, by the time we were getting ready to say goodbye to each other and the kiss was <laughs> probably um, sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. Sealed the deal. Yeah. And yeah. I can see you and see both of you having tearful emotion too as it, well as you're talking about it mom you yeah sorry <laughs> no I love no you don't have to apologize I'd love that's part of it too right I love that listening or saying reminiscing brings up those emotions in us yeah. right now and I love that how you said in the moment we're we're not checking in with ourselves and stopping and saying what what am I feeling what are my emotions but right. as you we look back and reflect on it you can then kind of you're reliving it and the emotions are there in the memory and they come back in our bodies and in our in our hearts I love that so go ahead mom your turn all right so I I remember everything exactly as he said I went up to camp for the day my younger sister Dottie was there for the week so that was our excuse for wanting to go to camp and visit for the day was to see Dottie really we just wanted to go to camp Anyway, it was Barbara and I and um, my cousin Debbie, and Eddie drove us, my brother. And, Barbara, Barbara, your twin sister. Yeah, Barbara, my twin sister. But anyway, um, I remember exactly walking to the mess hall, and I remember glancing over to see, I thought the hood of the car was open um, that he was in, as I remember the hood of the car being open, and Jerry Laba was this little tiny kid that was climbed up under the hood <laughs> working on the car and dad was sitting in the driver's seat 
and he leaned out the door and waved to me. And to be honest, my reaction, which I can still remember to this day, is saying to my sister and my cousin Debbie, oh, that Charlie DeBoer just said hello to me. <laughs> and I guess it that comes back from we both went to camp as children. We grew up going to this camp um, every summer. And we would, on occasion, be there the same week. And we didn't know each other, but we did see each other. And um, not to be mean, but I think as a little girl, he was very good looking and it always seemed like all the girls were after him. And so my feelings of him was, oh, he's conceited or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, a big flirt. So when he waved and said hi to me, I thought, oh my gosh, that Charlie DeBoer just said hi to me. And um, later found out that um, we the afternoons you could do whatever you wanted to on a Sunday afternoon. It was take a walk, do whatever. And Dottie, my younger sister, said, we're going to go for a hike to the reservoir. And Charlie DeBoer is going with us. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And so we went to the reservoir. And the funniest thing happened was I think he actually maybe had a bit of a crush on my sister Dottie, who was younger. She was only in ninth grade, but that was only a couple of years younger. But anyway, she had no no designs or any feelings for him. And as we all walked to the reservoir, it almost seemed like Charlie and I, dad and I lagged behind and started talking. And I can still remember we were talking about the Phillies and that's what our conversation started about. We're both Phillies fans and it's crazy, but I think the Phillies, um, conversation is what got us interested in even talking to each other mm -hmm. and and I thought wow he's pretty nice you know and so yeah as we went to the reservoir and there are pictures of us sitting at that reservoir on mm -hmm. the rocks sitting there and I can still remember dad and his real fluffy blonde curly hair um I think he was barefooted and uh he was in black or those brown checkered pants mm -hmm. <laughs> that were like his signature and he used to wear this yellow cap on his head and it was just this little yellow hat and he was as cute as could be <laughs> but we did we did go to the reservoir and then yes that night we did not sit together at the evening service um and I do remember him turning around and looking at me and of course I was staring at him um and I think that the saying goodbye, the kiss behind the tree um, was cloud nine. Mm. Uh, um, I remember the whole way home just being on that cloud. And I think I started writing him a letter that very night. Mm. Because, of course, there were no cell phones and, you know, things like that. But my mom was going to be going up to camp the next day. To pick my sister Dottie up mm. on Monday morning. Right. So I wrote a letter to Charlie <laughs> that night and gave it to my mom and asked her to give it to him. And uh, she did. And yeah, I, I, I remember 
I remember mom schnitzel pulling in because I was kind of like waiting for her, you know, and uh, when she, she pulled in, she started to walk towards the mess stall and I walked up to her and she said, I think she said something like, are you Charlie? And I said, yeah, I am. And she, she, she said, I have a letter for you. Hmm. And so she gave me the letter, but as mom was telling the story, I, I thought, I thought I wrote a little note and gave, you gave it to and my gave, mother. gave a note to my mother to give to, to, my, to Margie. So we, to my mother, you to, gave to your, to your mother. Right. Yeah. So we actually so both wrote we, letters. We, we to exchanged each other. letters. Yeah. The first, the right. First day. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, being away from each other now, because he lived up in Jersey and I'm Philadelphia, we were an hour and a half apart in time and we only would see each other at camp. But um, mm -hmm. I had just graduated high school in June and he was to be a senior in high school that year. So he had a driver's license and um, we wrote letters back and forth in, in the mail. I probably wrote every day. I don't know. I remember we wrote yeah. constantly, wrote letters to each other. And when he asked me out for my first date, um, it was to the Phillies game. <laughs> it was so appropriate. But I can remember him coming to my house to pick me up. And his cousin Ricky, Rick was with him. And his dad, and is that it, Rick yeah, and dad? I think so. And so. Maybe Peter. I don't know. I, I thought Johnny, but I'm not no, sure. It could have been John. I can't remember who all was with him, but I remember Rick and, and Paca being there. And we went to the Phillies game together, and they played the Cubs. And to me, it was, who cares about the Phillies as much? I'm with Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. By the way, the Phillies won that night, and that was awesome, too. So we had a great night, had a lot of fun, and we sat in the backseat of the car, and, yeah, I guess we must have kissed a little bit in the backseat while Paco was driving. <laughs> Probably watched us the whole time in the rearview mirror. Who knows? You might have held hands. I don't remember kissing. But... Oh, Charles Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was – that was so that was – um. Our first day was in September of 1976 mm -hmm. to the Phillies game. Right. So that was our link. The Phillies was got us together. Thank you, Phillies. Yeah. We had a common interest. Otherwise, I don't know if I ever would have talked to him. <laughs> Probably would <laughs> have. He might have had to. He might have had to work a little harder. <laughs> um, I love even as you're talking. Well, I'm just loving listening to the story. Um, I hope, and I'm, I know that you'll find, you have to find one of those pictures you're talking about mom. Yes. And we'll, we'll put that on. We'll, uh, we'll put that on social media, um, to go along with the story, but I love a, a few just real key features that stand out is, um, the, the connection of camp, right? So French Creek, the Bible conference, which, is still around today, which is a still, it has been a huge, not a, a huge part of our lives, right? So yeah. our family growing up um, went yearly, right? We went yearly and um, now my kids go and um, our niece, my nieces and your grandchildren go. And it's, um, it's been a huge piece, not only of bringing the two of you together, but I, I remember always 
hearing the story of how how many people met there um right uncle chuck and aunt barbara uncle chuck and aunt no uncle john and aunt louise right and um i mean many many more people but that that it was what seth and amy yeah seth and amy wow yeah um and of course the Phillies. So the, the, the Phillies and, and, the, and camp were two things that are still very much a big part of our lives. What, even now we, we sit around the pool or inside the house and we're, we're watching or listening to the Phillies and, and cheering them on no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the letters. Right. So as you're, of course, as you're talking about, we didn't have cell phones and we wrote letters every day. Um, just, I even felt like the, that the butterflies in your stomach that you get in that, those first stages of falling in love, you know, of like, is he thinking about me? I, I can't stop thinking about him and the, the cloud nine and the kiss and the holding hands. And so fun, so fun to listen to. Yeah. So with the letters in mind and everything, um, I had graduated high school and I was starting um, junior college, Pierce Junior College in Philadelphia in the fall, but I was working at the same time. And I can remember being in school, um, taking a secretarial course, um, not caring about school because... <laughs> All I could do is think of my, I, I remember doodling on all my pages, you know, of sitting in school doodling and doing Charlie and hearts and things like that. And it's kind of funny, but yeah, it, it was, it changed my life from there. And I think I really wasn't interested in school at all. <laughs> um, so Things progressed. Did you want to hear that? How fast that? Yeah, went? but Dad, it looked like you had a thought while Mom was saying that about doodling in school. It looked well, like I was, I was trying to think uh, while she was sitting in Pierce College. I was trying to think, gee whiz, what, what, how did it affect me? Like I was on the farm, so I was the oldest son of three, uh, so I had, I felt like most of the responsibilities. To, to the farm, to my dad, and and in, in my last year of senior uh, of high school, I was involved in football, and then I wrestled, and then um, winding down my career, I was trying to think. I was just trying to think. Um, did I think about her? Um, and and I and I'm sure I did because I invited her to my wrestling match. She came to my football games, um, sat in the stands with my dad, um, and came to a couple of my wrestling matches. So um, I'm sure that I invited her and kept in touch with her. And I think we talked on the, we had a we did talk on the landline, phone. Yeah, home, home phone number, phone. right, um, uh, which cost money at the time. A lot. And, yeah. uh, so we, had so we, ran, up, we ran up phone bills for, but dad also I think one of the parts of the story I love that you that I've heard before but I heard again on vacation was when you said earlier just now today that it progressed pretty fast 
like you went on your first date in September and then you talked, you told us about asking Pop-Pop to propose to mom, like to, for permission. Um, tell us that story. Okay. I mean, um, so it was, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it, um, I, uh, it, it, you know, she lived in the city of Philadelphia, Northeast Philadelphia. Um, I'm a, a farm boy off of a 157-acre farm in the middle of New Jersey. Um, so we're complete opposites. And I drove there on my birthday, had to be 1976, um, with the, we had already scheduled a date with my stepfather and my father-in-law to go out to dinner. And I was planning on asking him for Margie's hand in marriage. And I just thought it would be proper uh, to do it official, just the two of us. And I was young. How old was I? 18? 18, 18 on 18. your birthday that year. And, um, <laughs> turned 18? Turn, just turned turn, 18 turned that 18 day. Turned 18 that day. I was already 18. Right. And um, I can remember um, I was a little bit of a jokester. And <laughs> That Margie's your your grandfather, that Schnitzel was um had a stern stern walk, had a stern demeanor. Um he was a nice guy, but he was uh like military um a little bit and uh just a, a serious kind of a strict personality type guy. And he was coming down the steps. And um, what did I, I, I said something, I said something to him. Um, oh yeah, you made some kind of I, joke. I, I, oh, he was coming down the steps and I was already in the living room. They lived in a, a row, home. row home. And I said to him, dad, are you nervous? <laughs> I immediately called uh, Margie's father, dad. I and, know, isn't that and funny? His, and mom was mom, <laughs> you know his mom and dad and um he 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 chuckled he couldn't he couldn't believe that i would even joke like that to him but it got a it got a laughter out of him and i don't know we drove just we, the two of them we drove out. out on roosevelt boulevard i think to a nice italian restaurant um they had brick oven pizza in an actual brick oven um and um I was, I guess I was nervous and didn't realize how nervous I was, but, uh, yeah, he ordered shrimp cocktail, like shrimp, like a appetizer. And I never ate shrimp before. <laughs> so I, I didn't know that you were supposed to peel the shrimp. <laughs> being a little nervous, um, with my future father and father-in-law. Um, I just ate the shrimp with, <laughs> with, with the shell on it. Uh, <laughs> he probably told me at some point in time that you peel it. I don't know. Oh. Um, but I did. I do remember saying to him at one point in time that I, I I'm interested. I, I I would love love to marry your daughter. And uh, and he was like, okay. Um, when when were you thinking? And, and I was thinking, well, you know, I'm going to be graduating high school in June. So maybe at the end of June, we can get married. 
And I, I said, and I said that to him. Um, I was thinking like maybe June. I didn't give a specific time or year, but I just said June thinking in six months, I would love to get married. And he said, oh, June. Yeah, June. That'll June will work. He said um, that that gives me a year and a half. <laughs> so he added a year of what I was and I didn't argue with him. <laughs> We settled on a year and a half. Uh, so, and it was it was it was a nice visit. It was a, it was a nice time talking there and back from the restaurant. Uh, probably bonded us. Yeah, I think he maybe earned a little respect. I earned a little respect from him, and I just you know I just appreciated him as well. Yeah. So, so thinking of the timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our first date was in September, but soon after our first date, we did end up spending like weekends. I would go up to his his house on the on the weekend. He lived, you know, in the house with his family, and um, and we would we would I would go up there because he had to work on the farm all weekend or play football or whatever. So I um, remember being up at the up at the house with him. And so we did spend a lot of time together as we could on a weekend with all the phone calls in between and letter writing. We still did all of that. And so from our first date in September to when he proposed, it was pretty quick in Four December. Months. Four months. <laughs> yeah. So we were engaged by December. Well, and right. So five days later on Christmas Day, I proposed to, to mom um, after I got permission from, from Dad Schnitzel, and um, he set the date for June of 1978, a year and a half later. So, yeah, long wait. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, well worth. Yeah. So, I guess he thought we were a little young, being that Dad was just turning 18, and, and I had was just, right. I was only 18. Was yeah. Then when we got married, I was 20, and Dad was still 19. Yep. So, you've been married how long? 44 years. Yeah. 44. Wow. 44 years. Amazing. And I guess one of the things that I, I think is an important piece is it's a beautiful story. I love it so much. And um, I, I would wonder for you as a couple, what has been the most helpful aspect of life to keep your relationship strong as far as what would you what what advice what words of wisdom what because it's we know relationships are hard so 44 years is a long time and I was there for a lot of those years so um there's ups and downs that are absolutely not always easy um what would you say to people about how you've made it work a lot of prayer trusting in the lord and building our foundation on god and remembering that no matter what god knows what's going to happen in our life way before it even happens and we trust that he's going to get us through it um and a lot of trial, 
Um, but coming back to praying and asking God to help us, because, you know, there are times, and you witnessed it, <laughs> you lived it with us, that you wonder, what is going on? And, you know, how are you ever going to get over this? Or you have a fight. and But, you know, the Lord has your whole life planned for you. And you have to trust. You have to trust that all this is happening for a reason. And a lot of times what it does is strengthen you. And and our children saw that we got through it. We all worshiped together um, at church every Sunday. And the, you guys all knew that that was an important part of our family. It was the most important, the solid rock of our marriage was built on trusting in God and believing in him and that someday we're all going to be together and see our family again in heaven because we do trust. Um, yeah, just to piggyback off what mom said, um, um, I think that the, 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 uh, the good times, the highs and lows that you mentioned, um, the good times, they're natural. They're, they're, they, they turn into memories. Um, you don't forget them. Um, you know, uh, when we were courting, what, courting each other, when we got married, uh, living together, um, it wasn't long after that you were born, um, about a year, a little over a year later. And, uh, and things just started happening with being a father and a mother. And um, and you do, in the lows, I think, as you were asking the question, I was trying, I, I, the, the first thing that came into my mind, and we're human and we can be stubborn. We don't think about it, but it's just, it's an easy tool. And I think that we grew the most during our lows when we finally would um, sit down and talk. Mm -hmm. When we talked, then I, then I understood that that's when, with that tool, I, hearing your mother express her, her frustration, anger, uh, love, um, struggles, uh, that's, I think that's when I took the most ownership. Mm -hmm. And, and I had the opportunity to share how I felt back with her. And I think I appreciate the fact that, well, for many years, um, she just, you know, she was easy to love because she, she always loved me back. So that was, um, and, you know, as you get older and work and, and, and struggle with different things, you... I think that's when we grew the most, when we were, had our down times, when we were um, wrestling with things, issues in our lives, and we finally probably took longer than it should have, but we finally talked. But that's that's something that jumped into my head when, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I love it. Well, I love talking, so... <laughs> That's a really good answer. No, but I mean, in seriousness, yes. When 
you, you had to make the time to sit down and connect, reconnect, because you go through whatever's happening, um, you know, whether it's health scares and you both are survivors of cancer and kids stuff, right? Like we got in trouble and <laughs> we went to college and we did this and um, life is throws us a lot of stuff um, and navigating it together is the key, right? Um, having a strong foundation. Like moms and with our faith. Yeah, the, the two of you have, have your built our family and a foundation of faith and um and that's a piece of it and then the foundation and then also recognizing how important it is to make make the effort to sit down and reconnect talking about things um, making the time for each other is absolutely important which now today we are more than a habit of saying are you okay? Mm. There's something, <laughs> and we say it out loud now, which I think took 44 years, but we're yeah, getting right, there. Right. <laughs> right, noticing maybe what do you when you say are you okay? You're noticing when yeah. what you know the signs of when somebody's not okay, right? When you're yeah. not to well, when you're yeah. not feeling connected. You make sure. Yeah, because you could just see yeah. my body language or yeah. anything like that. What's bothering you, or you know, what did I do now? <laughs> is there something bothering you? I think yeah, because yeah. yeah, it is a very—it's so common and human to ignore things that are uncomfortable, right? To disconnect when, when talking about something would be scary, um, and not making that time. It's sometimes we think in the moment it's easier just to ignore it, right? I'm absolutely myself and included. Know, when absolutely. when I look back. You know, as I look back at some of the worst times we had, you know, because every couple fights, there's never going to, you know, you're not the same. We are opposites, quite opposites. And um, in in our mind, um, what was more important, um, you know, even though we were in the heat of something, our, our most important thing was staying together because we wanted our family to stay together mm. and we did we did work things out because we weren't only thinking of ourselves we thought of of you kids mm. and now we think of you kids and the grandkids so you know you get over things it, it may seem like a a lot sometimes when you're in the heat of a battle or whatever disagreement but you look ahead to the future and that's what you want what are you striving for in this you want to be together no matter what um so yeah. that do your part and you know I, yeah so we're actually back then we're now sitting in the future yeah <laughs> so, yeah exactly and here it is here it is we've worked we worked so hard to to work on our relationship and we are enjoying it you know, right. there were times when you thought, this is never going to work. I, I can't, I can't take this anymore, whatever. And we both were there. And where we are now is where we the dreamed reward. of being. The and reward. it's a reward to us. And we're enjoying it. We have all grown children, all married in their own relationships. And here we are all by ourselves. And 
thinking about where we're going to vacation next. <laughs> well, you kind of handed me my next, the answer to my next question on a silver platter, which was that, that piece of recognizing we talked about where you are now. We went back to the beginning and throughout the journey of your relationship. And then also my other piece was what is your vision, your dream, and how did that play out in your relationship? And what you, what you just said right there was it was always that was part of the foundation, your shared vision for having this, this huge family connection of being able to enjoy the, the life for the, the rest of your lives together as a couple, as a family with kids and grandchildren was what was part of that foundation that you would come back to and hold on to in the times that were really tough and in the times that were were joyful and amazing mm -hmm. and when when we got married being so young we kind of grew up together mm -hmm. essentially you know we were kids True. we really were kids True. and we started having kids when we were kids and um it was awesome because we enjoyed every single bit of of growing up together and watching our kids grow up together and we became great friends. We are best friends and we can't imagine doing things without each other and that's why we enjoy having all you guys around all the time is because you're a part of practically our childhood together. It's weird as that sounds but you know, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were able to enjoy ourselves. I recommend it. I love it. Yeah, Dad, go ahead. I, and remind me to come back to the fun because then I have, I have something to say about that. If I could, I'm trying to, if I answer your question properly, um, piggybacking off of like we were vacationing where we want to go next. Um, I think that um, he was. I I I think that there's comforts in life. Um, I think you and Chad had a, a big well. Chad, your husband, was financially organized, and maybe he established that in your life too a little bit. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, and then you graciously kind of saw where we weren't really financially organized, um, and kind of set us down, you know, suggestions, uh, budgeting, um, you know, meal preparation, you know, like what's for dinner tonight, you know, prepare it ahead of time. I can remember you making a, sitting down and making a list for, for the week. Um, <laughs> and, um, that, that, that was a process that I never grew up under. And so that was new to me, extremely uncomfortable. So I put it off for a long time. But something clicked, and <clears throat> I think you were probably instrumental in that. And while we we can tell you where we are from that point today, um, we started um, being very um, yes. Uh, um, I can't think of the plan word, like planful. Thinking right, more thinking of of planning. Yeah. Financial. and uh that that was a huge part of it so 
So we did that. Um, you know, like I said early on, we're not millionaires, but we we have money put away. And I mean, I, I think mom's, you know, um, in agreement with me. We, we would like to give some of that to each of our four children, you know, let them spread it wherever they want. Um, and um, also thinking of ourselves as I, as we have dealt with our parents in old age and seeing what, you know, life brings you in the different segments and areas of your life where we're in the early stages of retirement. Uh, but we know uh, greater challenges may come. And so we're kind of preparing for them a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm not answering your question. No, you did. You really did. Yeah, you really did. I love that. Um, there's enjoy life and vacation, mm -hmm. but we want to be, and we feel like we're financially established, um, so we don't have to do any work there. Um, and uh, we're going to enjoy it as long as we can, and uh, whatever we uh, don't don't use we'll 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 hand it over to you guys and let yeah. you use it all it. use it all have have fun yep. <laughs> um no i love that because what when mom, mom saying fun and you what your answer was really does um help me to you know i talk a lot here about the fun love formula i have to bring it up because it's something that i talk about with when I work with couples, and I'm going to say probably you were the first couple I ever worked with <laughs> throughout my life. Thank you for directing me to my career path. Um, no, and, and also really, Dad, what you said. So, Mom, you, you talked about fun. We, you both talked about love, which, you know, the hearts and the doodling. I, I remember doodling on my sneakers when I was in elementary school with my little, my crushes. Um, so the fun and the love is absolutely, I, I'm, it's just in me from, from the two of you. And we have, we have prioritized fun throughout our lives, right? So a lot of what you're talking about now is like travel and getting together and, jokes and making time for each other and the sports, right? Playing sports, watching sports, um, going to church, being with the people that we loved and that we also had fun with was something that we, we just grew up. That was what we knew. Mm -hmm. um, the, the money piece I think is so interesting because yes, Chad, uh, my husband is, the saver and very financially, he, he was taught how to budget, you know, in his, by his parents, um, where when, when I was growing up, we didn't really talk a lot about money, but it was, a, I remember a little bit later in life, it would be a source of fights, right? Like money and, and feeling a lack sometimes of money, right. um, which I think what, when you're talking about it, dad, now about how important that is, is that feeling of security is there because you decided, right, with Chad's help, my help, and your own decisions to sit down and talk about it, to bring it all on the table and say, okay, we need to look at this rather than like avoid it. Because it's easier to avoid things when we don't, when we're confused or we don't, we're scared or we don't know what's going on. But instead, you, 
that's what we did. We planned, we looked, we talked, and those were values that were instilled in me for sure that I'm passing along to anyone who will listen. Um, but yeah, and absolutely go into when I talk about the fun love formula, it's this thing. Um, and you can, that, that is a free, um, download that you can get at my website, drliz.com, the fun love formula. If you just go to fun love, you will find it there. Um, how to balance. So balancing the passion and the love and the planning and the importance of communication and looking at these things that are shared values as a couple, but also recognizing that there are some things that you don't share. There are differences that the two of you talked about, right? Like I'm a farmer. I lived in the, on a farm. She lived in the city. And so we recognize that we come together with things that join us together and connect us love for the Phillies, faith in God, French Creek Bible conference. Those were connecting things, the value of family. And then you each have your own personality. (laughs) You each have your own values and interests, strengths, that sometimes when they're different, feel like they could be a source of struggle or fight. But for me, I believe recognizing how the two of you modeled making them complementary, putting them together to like where one of you might be strong at something, the other one, it pulls the other one along, right? And vice versa. And so that I would say, if I'm saying what what I believe has kept you going strong all these years through, through it all are, are those aspects of really respecting each other's love, respecting the things that brought you together in a connecting way, and also giving space for things that you had that are, have and had that are your own. And, and I know that's not um, always easy, right? Because there's jealousy and there's like, why are you spending so much time doing this? Um, which happens in all relationships, but being able to see that you do give each other time and space for those things has been um, really inspirational and important to me in my life and in, in my work too. Thank you. <laughs> I know you had a thought, mom. <laughs> I know. You can see <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I did have a thought because when you started talking about the finances and everything, when when we were first married, I worked up until you were just a couple months old and then I stopped. I was a stay-at-home mom because, you know, we had, had bam, 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 four kids in five years. I would have been paying more in, in child care than I would have earned. So... Mm-hmm dad was the only one working. So I was the one that paid the bills and I can still remember, you know, in our relationship, the number one fight was always about money. It was, is we, where did the money go? Why don't we have enough money? And it's because we weren't budgeting and, and fast forward to you being in a little bit of debt when you married Chad, when you met Chad and him putting you on the straight <laughs> which taught us, which we never, ever budgeted until you guys, you know, helped us out there. And thinking that now we sit down every, you know, we sit down, we find a time and we'll sit and pay our bills. 
and we get so excited to do it because we have all the money and we come out of it saying, isn't it just so much fun to pay the bills? I can't wait to pay that bill because we, we know we have the money. We've learned how to do it. But that was the biggest source of one of our problems when we were first married because we weren't, we weren't wise to that. And, and now, you, yeah, you and weren't. It's, like, it's big for, for couples to learn that, you know, the money issue is a great, great big part of your relationship because um, that's what's getting you through everything is, um, you know, budgeting your money and spending wisely and having enough to do things. And, uh, and you enjoy it knowing that you're, you're okay. And I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, with that, I but. think I'm, I, I, I would take the responsibility for not budgeting. I think mom probably suggested it periodically through through our life um and and in different ways but i was like nah well you know it's it was a it was a i'll tell you right now it's an, a great tool mm -hmm. it's an exceptional tool um but did i want to use it no did i um did i know that i did i know it's worth i didn't care but but until it was Set down on paper. I mean, I fell. I fell in love with it. Um, so I take responsibility. I'm sure Mom suggested it through the years. Anyway, that was just Off one big on. important thing in our life. Yeah. yeah, one of our biggest struggles was the money. Yeah, and yeah. And I, I think you. Go ahead. I, I wanted to make sure that the oil that the the oil bill was paid for, and Mom wanted to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. So that's where the argument came. You know, mm -hmm. I was worried about the electricity bill so I could sleep at night knowing the bill was paid. Mom wanted to make sure there was food on the table for the kids to feed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's that's where the, the rub came, I think. Don't you think? Probably. Yeah. And I think, too, I, I welcome and invite people to think about, yes, money. And also, the, the it's the concept of budgeting. You can money we know is a source of a lot of stress for a lot of people, especially when you're avoiding it. What you're saying is we just kind of avoided yes. it. We, once exactly. we decided to look at it, examine it, talk about it, organize it, take inventory and make plans. And now we sit down and we're like, okay, this is great because we're doing it together and we're doing it with intention. You can change yes. out the word money for time or work or emotions, right? When we don't talk about them, when we put them somewhere else, um, when we don't, you know, have a have an intentional effort to talk about it, it can be a source of a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much Let for doing this. Okay. Thing. Yes. Add one more yeah. thing. So. <laughs> First date was the Phillies. Yes. Wedding day. We watched the Phillies and the Cubs play again on our wedding day. And the Cubs, uh, the Phillies beat the Cubs again. But isn't that hilarious? That is and hilarious. All you guys are loving sports. Yeah. We love it. I love it. That was a really, I love, I'm glad you added that. So the thread of that 
and the the synchronicity that was our common denominator yes together was talking about sports Mm -hmm. isn't that funny Mm -hmm. that's what got me to say oh he's okay i'll I'll, I'll hold his hand (laughs) yeah Yeah, girl from philly he said from philly yeah yeah um Thank you. This was wonderful. I I do want to say to the people listening, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for for coming to our very first love story on the Empowered by Design podcast. I think you two might be back on the show someday (laughs) in the future. Thank you for being my first love story guests. If you loved listening to this and you want to check out a resource where you can do something similar whether you are partnered and wanting to just spend some time reminiscing because wasn't that fun yeah yes. it was <laughs> i've not done that yes. yeah. um because you're real right you're real about things um that it's fun and that there's love and there's 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 some times that are not so fun that you have to work at the relationship, but um, go to my website, drliz.com. The dream date program is walks you through this process. So if you are interested in doing this yourself, whether you're partnered or you're single and, and looking for love and wanting to know what it is that you are, your vision, um, you can, you can check that out on my website. So thank you too. Anything else? Any last minute? No, thank you. (laughs) This was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. Now it's going to make me want to look for pictures. (laughs) I know you have to go look for pictures and we'll post, we'll try to post the one of the day you met um, for sure. And we'll, we'll put one up there of, of you now for sure. And I know you, when you find pictures, it's not just one or two. I know. Yeah, I love it. So, well, I love you both so very much. Thank you so much for being the best model for me um, and for helping me help myself um, and for helping me help others in in making love fun and um, and making a commitment to keeping moving forward thank you i love you love you bye bye thank you thank you thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of the love story segment on the empowered by design podcast i cannot wait to bring you more stories of love resilience how to make your love fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back and tuning in. I invite you to share this episode with someone that you love and help us share the love and spread the power. I cannot wait to connect with you next time. Take care. Sending love. Bye-bye. Thank you for connecting on this episode of the podcast, Empowered by Design. For further connection, subscribe to my email list at drliz.com to be sure that you are in the loop for exciting news, events, 
and resources. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Liz and at Visionistas by Design. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and send this episode to one of your people in order to share the love, spread the power. This podcast is designed to inspire, educate, and empower you to pursue your dreams with intentional vision. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for psychological treatment or a working relationship with a licensed mental health professional. For more information on connecting with mental health resources in your area, visit drliz.com and click on resources. Thank you again for connecting. And remember, trust the heart, work your vision, dream, design, deliver.